Bump and Run with Bernie and Dalby. Presented by Burrito Express, your local burrito joint. Now, here's Brett Bernheisel and Steve Dalby. Well, here we are. We've been nicknamed the most inconsistent podcast in the podcast world because we just do it whenever we do it. There's no consistency. Uh, I have found a new uh, title sponsor for the uh, opening of the show. And this, by the way, is show 22. It's a red deuce part and a two of a diamonds because today is Valentine's Day. This is presented by our friends at uh, Dollar Tree. Uh, wherever things that used to be a dollar, now it's a dollar and a quarter. But I don't care. Dolby, good to see you, Shu. Good to see you, too. Guys, let's just get right to it. We got so much to talk about in a well, short Well, hang on, Bernie. Hang on. You, you, you did say it is Valentine's Day, and my, my wife um, brought the roses that I got her this morning. You can see them, see them behind me over, over there. I see them. Uh, yeah, over all, there. For all, for all the golf widows that uh, may have been neglected today. And, and, and as, we, as we do this podcast at dinner time on Monday, Valentine's Day, um, you can see Amy's roses. They look nice too. My, uh, my, I got my wife roses, but they're in the kitchen. Um, that's where they usually uh, end up being. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a, that was a nice thought on your part, Dalby, and a very nice thought on her part to bring it back to the to our uh, uh, bump and run podcast. It's nice. Uh, let's just go right to it. What a crazy, crazy week we had here in our backyard. Literally, our in our backyard with the waste management Phoenix Open, um, a fantastic golf tournament finish not very good for me financially we'll get into that later in the program but let's get Domi let me get you you were out there uh you were out watching Troy who had another good tournament and congratulations by the way I know we weren't on last week congratulations on a, on a great play at Pebble Beach I know he had a lead with a couple holes to go and, and had a little bit of hiccup on 17 but he finished fourth played well this week again congratulations on that but give me the perspective from you, from a teaching standpoint, you were out there following Troy around and, and, and looking at the crowd, the buzz, and the 250,000 people that they apparently had on Saturday and 200,000 on Friday. Talk about it from, from your perspective as far as trying to maneuver your way around just to watch your player play. Yeah, so the, the week was, it was a good week. Uh, and, and obviously, uh, the Phoenix Open is all about the crowds and the excitement and, and um the Thunderbirds being able to do things for, for charity that other tournaments can't. And, and you want to have those crowds so that they can do that, so they can make those big donations. On Saturday, um, and they did, they did split tees, um, you know, because of the, the daylight. And then I think yesterday, because of the Super Bowl, they're trying to get it done. They didn't quite get it done because of the playoff. But on Saturday, um, well, Troy had shot three under par um, through the first two rounds. To uh, the cut was two under par, and two under par seemed a little bit low to me um, when I thought about things last week. However, um, the golf course played very, very fast. If you watched, not, and that just doesn't—that's not just the speed of the greens. The speed of the greens were were very, very quick but the golf course was very firm. So the ball was kind of bouncing all over. And I think the guys that got the 
the morning tea times on Thursday morning and then had to play in the afternoon. And Troy was one of those guys had a had a huge disadvantage in terms of of scoring and making the cut. Thursday morning was windy. It was cold. We were warming up under the lights. Um, the first tea time is uh, whatever, seven something. Troy was second off, I think 7.36. So we started warming up at 6.15 and it's it's dark out there. Uh, but he made the cut, which was nice. Um, had to work hard on Friday to make the cut. But on uh, on Saturday, he was paired with um, with interesting pairing with, with Garrick Higo, the South African who, young kid, UNLV kid, he went to UNLV for a year and a half, didn't like it at UNLV, turned pro. Uh, last summer, he won twice on the European tour real quick. I don't know if it was back to back, but it was it was real quick. And then he came over and won a tournament on the PGA Tour, the uh, the, the the site in South Carolina um, that they used last year. So I was anxious to see him play because just the UNLV connection um, obviously is a good young player. But we were also um, paired with Jordan Spieth on Saturday, who started the day at three under par as well. And in the group in front of us at three under par was Scotty Scheffler. So I got to watch Scotty Scheffler on Saturday because I usually, as you know, Bernie, I walk up in front. I got yeah. to watch a lot of him, but we started on 10, thank God. Um, but the Jordan Spieth crowd was crazy. So of the 250,000 people that were out there on Saturday, it sure seemed like, I don't know, 10, 12,000 people were following Jordan Spieth. And I actually, Bernie, I gained a lot of respect for Jordan. Sometimes I watch Jordan out there and he's he's talking to Michael Greller. They go over everything. It seems like overkill, but the, the respect I gained for Jordan and for, for Greller was the amount of, I would say, heckling that they have to put up with on every hole. Uh, whether it is, you know, girls saying, Jordan, I love you, I want to, you know, marry you, you know, that and that's the that's the the light stuff to people, hey Jordan, what's wrong with your putting grip? When are you gonna switch? Uh, how come you can't hit a fairway? And 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 then Greller, what are you doing out there? It was amazing. And I think that is the one thing about this tournament that I found um very difficult to watch. Um, because I did. I I, I felt sorry for Jordan out there that day where he's clearly doing something in his swing. He's working on a new move. Um, he's struggling a little bit. He, he didn't drive the ball very well at all this week. And, um, and that was tough on him. It was, it was tough to see. And, and, you know, you hate to see that when, um, and I, I've met Jordan a couple times. He's a nice kid. So, so that was, was tricky. Um, but I say we played off. Thank God we played the backside first because at least, when I got through the the craziness of 16 and 17 that probably hadn't built up to the full potential of 16 or 17. Um, once we got to one, it was like a, a fresh breath of air where I could actually kind of walk around and feel a little more like it was a leisurely walk around the golf course. Hey, Shu, I know you're there. Uh, did you, did, did, did you watch any of the golf tournament? I mean, we, we saw, and if you just if people that are just watching or listening to this for the first time, there was a couple of holes in ones, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. <clears throat> the crowd went nuts, throwing beer cans, and they were throwing shit everywhere. And it was it was it was cool, but it was kind of a disaster. You know, everybody has to wait now twenty thirty minutes. 
Then you have the Harry Higgs, Joel Damon thing. Yes. Taking his shirt off, Damon taking his shirt off, and that that all became because of a of a tweet that happened the day before that when they got paired for the first time that Damon said, "Please retweet this, and I'll get Harry Higgs to take his shirt off." But from a casual fan perspective of watching it on television, what did you think of everything that happened this week? Is not 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 how the tournament ended, but like the 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 shenanigans that happened. Yeah, so I know you guys come to me because you want the casual golf fans' perspective, and normally I come firing off with a hot take, but I don't know if what I'm going to say here is going to be very hot takey. This is all fun and fine until it isn't, right? Like it, everything that happens every time that we have the Phoenix Open is fine because it's playful, it's fun until something happens where somebody gets hurt, right? Like, like that, that's the way that I look at this. Like, it's fun, it's exciting, it's this thing that only the Phoenix Open can provide because of the way the Phoenix Open is set up. But once somebody does something dumb or once somebody gets hurt, everyone's going to be like, yeah, we kind of expected that, right? It's the Phoenix Open. Like, we kind of anticipated this happening at some point. I don't have a problem with anything that happens because I just think it's it's fun antics. It's bizarro world. It's it's different. It's exciting. Like, that, like just generally what normally happens at the Phoenix Open, I'm good with. But once somebody does something dumb, it's all going to get taken away. And I'm surprised nothing stupid has happened yet so far. What are your thoughts, Dolby? Well, I, I think that 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 shoe makes a very good point. And I do think, I think the players and, and I and the caddies, I mean, the caddy's going to go with his player, but I think the players know what the Phoenix Open is all about. And like I said, there's a lot of good things that happen with the Phoenix Open with regards to what the Thunderbirds can do charity-wise. They're way above the rest of the golf world in, in making charitable donations. So that's important. Um, it is a week where it highlights Scottsdale, it highlights Arizona, and, and I think it highlights the game of golf. So I think there's more positives than outweigh the, the negatives. And, and so I'm, I'm all for it. And I think if a player doesn't enjoy the Phoenix Open, doesn't have to play the Phoenix Open. They're, yeah, they're independent come. contractors and they can choose their schedules. And, and um, you know, the PGA Tour wants them to play once every three years, I think, each tournament. But they don't have to play every year if they, if they don't like it. And Tiger Woods, for example, I think he played, what, twice maybe? Twice or three times here over his long career. And, um, you know, he made the hole-in-one. Um, and then there was the time where he had the chip yips. Uh, when he was when he was coming back from injury, and so I don't know if there was even a third time. Um, it was a lot for Tiger, and and you know I, I talk about the amount of noise that Jordan Spieth had to endure. I would say on Saturday because he, he was he was struggling. Um, you you times that by I guess a hundred if it's Tiger Woods. So, um, but I, I I do I think it out the the good outweighs the few things that that are a little bit different and it is just one week a year there's there's no other spectacle like the 16th hole and it is there's it's once a year so i'm all i'm i'm, I'm fine with it but i'm glad that the week's over 
Well, and Dolby, the, uh, another good thing too that you bring up there that I think is such an important point, it's not like the PGA forces guys to play in this tournament, right? Like, it's not, if you don't want to play, you don't have to play. And it's not like anybody that signs up to say, hey, I'm going to play in the Phoenix Open because they're able to play in the Phoenix Open. It's not a surprise to them what they're walking into. They know when they make a decision to circle that date on their calendar that we're going to go play in this event, that they're going to play in something that's unlike anything else that they are going to see on the calendar. It is going to be different in so many ways. So it's not a surprise. It's not a shock. I'll tell I, Bernie, because you asked me, none of what I saw on Twitter in meme form or just on social media shocked me from the point of, oh gosh, I can't believe that happened at the Phoenix Open. It is all within the range of outcomes I anticipate when people go to the Phoenix Open to be a part of whatever we're going to describe that craziness as. So I, I think players understand what it is. And again, until it gets out of hand, it's not out of hand, right? And I, I, that's an easy way to say it. But until it gets out of hand, until somebody gets hurt or something bad happens, then I don't think there's anything wrong with what goes on. Did it did it come close to getting out of hand? I mean, like you said, we had we had two incidents where three incidents where people are hucking full Miller Lite Ultra bottles, you know, onto the green, and yeah, they they probably weren't aiming at the players, but there's a or the, you know either the security or volunteers or whatever like that. But there, like you said, there's there was a chance where somebody could get hit in the head with a you know a twelve ounce or sixteen ounce aluminum. Michelob Ultra, and then we got some some stress. Sure, and, and but you know, and it's not a one to one comparison. But when a guy gets a hat trick in hockey, people throw stuff on the ice, right? I mean, in Detroit, yeah, and all those it well in Detroit, all those years, what they would throw an octopus on the ice. I mean, I mean, this <laughs> it's not an uncommon thing in sports for things to happen, right? right? And I think I think right. when you look at it, it's when. You know, I can remember the Atlanta Braves a couple of years ago on the infield fly rule in that in that wild card game that they played in which the call didn't go their way. And the fans are, are purposely chucking things at the umpires on the field. I think that's a little different from what we're seeing at the Phoenix Open. Again, if somebody gets hurt, well, we probably need to put some rules in place to keep this within bounds. But everyone's being a part of a create the craziness that is the 16th hole. I, I don't I don't have a problem with it, at least as it is currently as things currently stand. I don't have a problem with it. All right, all good. Um, Dobby, let's talk about how the, the tournament ended. Uh, Cantley and Scheffler. I mean, it, if, if for people that that are golf fans that, that were excited to watch the the uh, the Super Bowl, the, the, for some, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because it's in my backyard or it's you know I know the golf course like you know I've caddied in I don't know eight to ten you know waste management opens in my career, but the excitement of the golf um, was was pretty pretty awesome from the you know the fact that. You know, like you said, Scheffler comes from miles back and ends up winning the golf tournament, beats Cantley in the playoff. Uh, Shoffley had a chance to win. Kepka had a chance. I mean, a lot of play a lot of people had a chance. A lot of players had a chance to win the tournament. But my one question to you: Do you think they should have started that playoff on sixteen? No, no I, I like going to eighteen because after people after play is done on sixteen. Everybody's leaving to go to the Super Bowl, so I think you go back, and I don't think there's much excitement. So you're you're there in an empty stadium, and it's like, and I haven't watched, I've watched 20 seconds maybe of the Olympics, but there's no one in the stands. Um, I've kind of chosen not to watch the Olympics, but um, uh, but I would think it'd be weird if you went back and there wasn't much going on. And as people are walking out, they're walking to 18, so it makes sense. To, to, to have that be the whole and they were just going to play over and over and over there were there I, I remember 
There was a playoff years ago where Justin Leonard was in the playoff, and I think they started. They went down 10 to start. They were going to do 10. I think they did 10, 17, 18. I, I think I they believe. went 18, 10. I think they went 18, 10, 17, I think, that year. Yeah, okay, yeah, with, but I, mean, I know they went 10. And that was a – I remember, I remember 10 – Leonard still had a wood wood in his bag. That's what I remember about that. So this was a few years ago, but he did. He had a wood driver, but you know, he's one of the last to give it up. But it was, it, I remember that, um, you know. So that was the, the in the '90s or something like that. But uh, I, I liked eighteen back and forth. I think for for um, for the guys, both of them seemed to struggle with that tee shot on eighteen a little bit, and so. Uh, you know, we were kind of playing out of the junk a lot on that uh, on the on the playoff holes, but it was it was cool to see the recoveries and the stances over there on the right side of the hole where um, where there's the bunkers and the side hill lie. So no, I thought it, I thought it was good. Did you do you think you think 16 go back? I don't know. I was just asking. I mean, I've I've read on social media that people oh why not go back to 16 and you know you. Whatever, but you know, eighteen is probably because I mean, I was I was astounded by how many fans were still there on the second, third playoff hole. I mean, there was probably a good, and I'm just gonna wing it. I'm gonna say fifty, sixty thousand fans on that hole. Where back in the day, people didn't really go to the waste management on Sunday because of the Super Bowl. Now I know they tried their hardest this year you know, to give the guys five and a half hours, you know, to get done and before the Super Bowl started, and that didn't happen. And a lot of that has to do with the, you know, the, the shenanigans that happened on 16. But no, 18 is probably the right hole because everybody's there and you want, the, you want the fan support. So I agree. I agree with you that 16 probably, you know, in a, in a perfect world, all the people stay there and hope there's a playoff and then we go back there. But no, I think you're right. But I, I, I want to bring up something, which my biggest takeaway of, of the waste management this week was Thigala. Here's a guy that gets a sponsor's exemption. He was, you know, All-American at Pepperdine, won the Nicholas Award, the Haskins Award, gets a, gets a sponsor's exemption. You watch his swing, and it's a little funky if you really don't know the golf swing like, like you do. But my takeaway was I'm a fan of this guy. I will be a fan of this guy until whenever. And everybody, you know, Monday Q Info jokes around, you know, he talks about all oh, the nicest guy ever. And we probably use that, you know, that phrase so much. But everything that I've read, everything I've heard, everything I've listened to that comes out of this guy's mouth, he, he is. He, he, he cried. He cried because he lost. Now, I get it. I understand the emotion of, uh, and, and he didn't back down. This was the biggest stage he's ever been on, playing with Kepka and playing, I mean, Odds were totally against him, but yet he fought and fought and fought. And on 17 of the final round, he hit a good drive. He got a shitty bounce that went in the water that ended up costing him the tournament. But this kid didn't give up. And kudos to him. I'm a fan of this guy until the, the end of time. He, he, he impressed me, and, yeah, he, he really impressed me. Yeah, and I think you look at – so he's a, you know, he's a big, big guy. Um tall kind of walked by him in the one at one point and you know he's he's body type wise he's he's a you know he's just a big stocky guy not and and you know the golf swing i think the golf swing has a little bit of moves but there's a lot of golf swings out there that have a little bit of moves and and what he's done 
And Bernie, when we were talking before the podcast, you said, well, he cuts his cuts his tee shots and he draws his irons. And there are there's there's plenty of players that do that. Uh, the cut, you know, especially if you hit it pretty far, like all these guys do, um, you play the cut off the tee for control and then you play the the draw uh, with your irons, which is probably more of a natural ball flight for most of these guys. And so he's, he's kind of of that 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 mindset. Um, but it looks like he's got all the shots for a young kid. I was very um, moved by his emotion. Uh, as you mentioned, the, 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 the Thunderbirds do a good job with their, their, their picks, their, their sponsors exemptions, and they do different things for different people, but they do a good job. It was a good pick, um, obviously. Um, he's a really, really good player. Uh, he's going to be around for a long time. He hit, yeah, he hit a good shot and, and he hit a good shot on 17. I don't like that green. I don't like that back left pin. I think that one's silly. Um, maybe because I've seen Troy put it in the water for, to that pin. I've seen him chip it in the water to that pin. But it, it's, it's a, and I, I saw Russell Knox hit a really nice little chip that he thought was 20 feet short and it rolled in the water on Thursday. So, I don't like that green. I think it's a little too severe. And there is that, there's that spine right in the middle of the fairway. And he was cutting it into, and I'm sure that it, uh, when he was watching it, he's probably like, it's cutting right to the hole. This is money, yeah. but he had it to the left of that spine. So I don't know if it was a, you know, you say it was a shitty kick. I think it was just, he hit that side slope on that spine and it, and it went into the water. I don't like that. I wish, you know, this next week, the, the, they talk a lot about the 10th green at Riviera. Um, it's a short par four, drivable. The green kind of sits kind of crossways. And it's, I don't know, it seems like it's about six paces wide. You know, it's skinny. Yeah. But then the good news about that is, if you miss, and, and there's a little spine on that one on the green, but if it misses, it rolls into sand or it rolls into sand. And at least you can still play. You're, you're not dropping. So like I said, I don't like that green very much. Uh, but if they put some sand over on the side by the water where maybe it holds that ball up, um, I I'd think that would be a little more fair. Uh there's always the drama of the water, but I feel like, and, and, you know, you're always a guy that likes to, to speed up play, you know, that, that hole takes forever because it just seems like just about everybody, one person in that group is going to hit it in the water and they're not bad shots. And that's what I don't like is when you, you know, when you maybe hit a pretty good shot or maybe a very good shot like he did. And, um, and now you're dropping. And, and he said, he was worried about the ball rolling. We'll talk about that after he dropped it. So he kind of rushed his chip shot, hit it by, makes bogey, and 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 that's the tournament for him. So it was a it was a great event for him. You look at where he is now. Um, I think he's he's maybe 40th in the FedEx list. So he's in very very good shape. He's got a little over 300 FedEx points. You're going to need about 400 to keep your card this year. So um, I expect to see him very you know many many more years. <clears throat> Plus, he now will get reshuffled up. He got an exemption <clears throat> this week in the Tigers tournament. So he's not <clears> going to be probably needing much, many more sponsors exemptions. 
pretty much almost locked his card up. But let's go back to a statement you just said a minute ago, the drop. Let's talk about what Charlie Hoffman has created now in the world of golf by calling out the PGA Tour rules officials being amateur golfers because of an incident that happened to him on the 12th hole, excuse me, the 13th hole, when he hit his ball in the water. According to him, there wasn't much grass in the area where the rules official, supposedly, according to Charlie Hoffman, who's also a waste management-sponsored player, let's bring that out first. So he took the two drops. The ball wouldn't stay still because it was on a slope. He then was able to place his ball in a little patch of grass, and before he could hit his next shot, the same thing that happened to Ricky Fowler a few years ago behind the 11th green happened to him where his ball roll, his ball's in play. His ball now rolls and goes into the water, which is another penalty stroke. He thought the rule had been changed, was pissed. I can understand him being pissed, but then all of a sudden goes on social media and calls out the PGA Tour, Jay Monahan, and tags the Saudi Arabia Golf Tour in this tweet, give me your thoughts personally on that and kind of tell me what you've heard from maybe some other players that were at the Waste Management Open this week. Well, I think there was a lot of talk about Charlie Hoffman as the guys warmed up. Um, and it, and I would say most of it was, was, well, I don't, I think all of it was negative in that whether you like the rule or you don't like the rule, um, and then Bernie, I don't know what. What do you think about the rule? The rule itself. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of it. I think it should be changed, but that's just me. But that's, that's so the like ball. I said, that's so, me. So, so as you said, the ball is in play. But Correct. the one thing about the one thing about that situation is that there are other options that he could have taken if he maybe was really worried about the rule or knew the rule, he clearly didn't know, the, you know, oh, I thought the rule was changed. Well, it wasn't. So you don't know the rules. And, and you know, you've, you were out there for years. A lot of the players rely on the rules officials. You, you know, they'll call the rules officials even maybe when they do know the rules, but they probably aren't where they're not your dad that has the rules memorized and knows every situation, but your dad would also know that there are other options to that situation where the ball would not have had to be on that side hill. Um, so, you know, that being said, yeah, it's a weird rule, but he had other options. And then I think for him, and this is just my own opinion, I think for him to go on social media and this is why you have to be careful with social media is that, you know, you before you, especially if you're upset, before you press that button, or if you're upset and you think about, should I press this button or not press it? You probably shouldn't put send. You just probably shouldn't hit the, the send to put it out there. So I thought Charlie was in the wrong with doing that. I think as, a, as somebody that's on the pack, the players council for the tour, I think there was no 
um, demonstration of any kind of professionalism in terms of how he should be acting. He's, you know, he's voted on by the players to represent the players and he's calling out the commissioner. He's then saying, well, this is why everybody's going to go to Saudi Arabia. Well, maybe, maybe not. And um, that's to be determined. And we'll see what that one's all about and how long it lasts. Uh, but I thought it was very disappointing for him, especially him, somebody that's 45 or 46, that's been a journeyman player. Yes, he's won, but he, you know he's had a long career on the PGA Tour, um, probably because it's 125 players that get to keep their card every year. And um, no one would miss Charlie Hoffman if he if he went to Saudi Arabia. He just didn't play. No one would miss him and i think that's the that's the thing there's there's nothing that you know i probably shouldn't have said that but that's my opinion and then the other thing and i won't You're take fine. that back but here's the thing i won't take that opinion back and if charlie was sitting here in the room or if he heard this i would i would tell him to his face that that's the case. I wouldn't retract it or try to backpedal the next day, which just means that all of a sudden you've either talked to your agent and you've been told to retract this and try to make things better, or you're something else that I won't say what you are. So have you're a little 100% backbone. Right. Have a little backbone. If you're going to say something, have some backbone. Don't be, um, you know, wishy-washy about things but in terms of you know what he did i thought it was unnecessary i think um you know there's not everybody's jumping to go play in saudi arabia <clears throat> what's your do you think well first of all he was a complete idiot um but i've known who you know i've, I've i don't know him but i mean i was out there back when he first started on the corn fairy tour today what it's called today i mean he he wasn't personable i and but i you know but i don't care about that it has nothing to do with this i guess but it's not like it's not like saudi the, the saudi arabian is like oh my god we have a chance to get charlie hoffman and the and the people in the office oh my god we have a chance to get charlie hop no it is it nobody's banging, like you said nobody's banging on Charlie Hoffman's door you know for him to go play in Saudi Arabia but when he put on social media and he printed you know and he posted all this stuff DeChambeau and Phil Mickelson both agreed with him in different comments and you know now all this is coming out which leads to you know to these guys the rumor today is that Bryson will never play Again, on the PGA Tour, he's going to go play in Saudi Arabia. He's now come out and said, this is false. This is, you know, inaccurate, you know, news. You know, Mickelson is 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 saying the tour is greedy. You know, so hold on for a second. All three of you, hold on for a second. You know, DeChambeau, Hoffman, and Mickelson. You all have enough money that you never have to work again a day of your life if you don't want to. If you don't want to play golf and you just want to go, you know, Morgan Hoffman style and go sit on an island by yourself and do that, Fine, go. Do you have enough money? It's when, when when Phil talks about greed. Phil's money came from the PGA Tour and endorsements from the PGA Tour and things like that because that's what Tiger Woods created for these guys. Charlie Hoffman came up 
you know, back in the day, you know, he didn't have any money. He's got plenty of money now to to retire and go off in the you know in the sunset, and nobody's going to forget him. Believe me, the only people who are going to forget him are the people that bet whoever leads the first round of the Masters. You know, back in the day when he led every first round and then finished fiftieth. If DeChambeau wants to go play in Saudi Arabia. Go play in Saudi Arabia, but the the if you decide that's what you want to do, just know that you can't. As you the word you used earlier, you can't retract your decision. Once you go, you're done. You're done with the PGA Tour, and the PGA Tour has let everybody know this. Now, supposedly, 17 players have have committed to the to the Saudi Arabian Tour. And as my friend Adam Blonker told me today, we were texting about this. It doesn't matter if you get Phil Mickelson, if you get Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, you're going to need somebody like a Morikawa, a Sam Burns, a Victor Hovland, something, somebody like that, that youth group, to be able to make this thing successful, or it's just going to be like uh, Champions Tour Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and I think, and that's where we'll have to find out if this actually is something where, and I think from what I understand, um, you know, Kepka said he's happy on the PGA Tour, Justin Thomas, happy on the PGA Tour. Jordan Spieth, happy on the PGA Tour. So those are the guys you're talking about. Now, there is the the the, the situation with Bryson, and, and there's rumors that he's been offered a ton of money to go over there. I've also heard, and then this is the one thing, Bernie, that I, I, I think we have to be, it's a to be determined. I've heard that there's the possibility that you could still play both tours, possibly. There's the possibility that you would be able to play the majors. Um, and there's a possibility that a lot of these tournaments would actually be in the United States. And so there's a lot of things that we'll have to find out if this is actually even gonna happen or, or whatever. Um, I, I've also, and you know, I've heard, and this is, I've heard Bryson's actually hurt. Um, you know, he's saying that he's hurt, and, and I think he withdrew from a tournament in the Mideast where he did. There was there was appearance money um, that he got, but um, he didn't finish. You'd think he'd finish if he wasn't hurt. So uh, I know he's not playing this week at the Genesis at, at Riviera. So um, so you know, we'll see. I, I, I'm, and that's another you know that's another thing that you know if Bryson is hurt. Uh, why is he hurt? Um, you know, is it going at it 600 miles an hour? Has it already caught up to him after just a couple years of this distance experiment? You know, we, we, you know, there's a, there's a lot of interesting things that I think we're going to see in the months to come. One being, hopefully he's not hurt. I mean, I hope he's not hurt. I hope, or I hope he gets, if he is hurt, I hope he's, he's able to play and play the kind of golf that he can play because he's exciting to watch. Um, but there's a lot that we'll find out about, the the to the, the the Saudi Arabian thing and then also the PGA Tour. Notice the purses in the PGA Tour are up this year. There's no coincidence to that. Uh, notice the things that the PGA Tour is trying to do. Um, there's talk in the fall of some different things. So uh, there's going to be a lot of changes. And and I think the PGA Tour is probably one of the things that this is probably good is that. Um, you know, maybe it's it's made them look at some of the things they do and, and, and you know, maybe they change a little bit. But you go back to Hoffman, you, you, you know, he's he's an independent contractor that has a pension or a retirement. So that's kind of an interesting yes. situation from the PGA Tour. That's unique, I would say. Um, 
and then yeah he's made a ton of money through the game of golf on the pga tour and now you are go out publicly and and really harshly criticize how things are, are going and and you know we can do better and jay monahan you need to do better and and you know maybe maybe everything's not as bad as he he pointed out and certainly if you're on the players council and i think you know you do that behind closed doors and you don't do it um on social media i think that was dumb when you talk about his pension i mean and i don't know the exact numbers but i'm gonna guess i mean the, the, it's it's you get money for every cut you've made you get a point or two points or things like that and through the years and he's probably been out there 20 years 18 years whatever it might have been he's probably to the point where if he retired tomorrow and, and took his pension or whatever um i mean i know rw it or when rw played and he only won he won four times on the champions tour probably made i don't know 50 cuts in the regular tour he's probably getting I don't know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month, and that's R.W. Eeks. I mean, Charlie yeah. Hoffman's probably you know got enough pension points to make. You know, he's probably getting you know a hundred grand a month. I mean, and 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 you know the old saying, you know, the grass isn't greener on their side. Yeah, the, the PGA Tour made. I mean, Charlie Hoffman's career. I mean, his 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 playing ability made him the money, but the opportunity to make this amount of money was created by the PGA Tour, and I just, I I I. When when that came out, I just laughed, and I'm thinking, you know, what a freaking idiot you are. And 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 when you talked about Kepka earlier, I'm not the biggest Brooks Kepka fan there is, but I love the way he just stands up when they interviewed him. You know, what are your thoughts on what you said about Phil? I said it. Uh, well, you know, does did you mean it? I said it, didn't I? And they're like, well, did you really mean it? Yeah, I said it. I mean, so I like Brooks Kepka a little bit more. This week that I liked last week. What were your thoughts on, on Kepka just saying, you know, go talk to Phil or whatever. This is what I said, and I'm, and I'm not going to retract it. I guess that's the word of the show, yeah, retract. Well, and, and I think that you, I think Kepka with his with his blonde hair now that I saw out of the back of his, his cap the other day, um, I thought that was interesting. But uh, he's a competitor. He's a you know he's out there to beat the guys um and that's part of the maybe the 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 greatness of, that is Brooks Kepka there's a there's a confidence about how he goes about things and there is a there's no looking back I don't think in in the way he thinks and the way he says things and and I I think that's that's okay um you know I don't know him um when I've been by him there hasn't been any conversation. There's not a hello or anything. He's doing his thing, and 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 I, you know, and I've, I've never been introduced to him, so I don't I I don't know him. Um, I thought the you know his his uh is the commercial on the Super Bowl that he was in. I thought he was kind of funny with the with the uh, was it Michelob Ultra, I guess. And and so you know yeah. he's 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 out there. The the thing and and here's one thing that I have also. So if if this Saudi thing goes right, Bernie, they are going to try oh. to get some big names, like you said. They need some big names that they're going to give a bunch of money to, and then they're going to give a bunch of money, not as much, to fill the roster, basically, right? So maybe oh, you right. know Charlie Hoffman, if he was a top one hundred player, and I don't know where he's ranked in the world, but he might be one of those guys. And at forty five or forty six, if they offered him. 20 million it might be 
you know, it might be something that million. he would think about. But, but, yeah. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. Really? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, 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 okay. So, so let's now hang on. But let's, let's just say, but, but let's say they did that. Let's say they offered him 20 million. You, you know, you're, you, you, you love your, your dollars, but they offer him 20 million, which, you know, he's, he's, he's on the decline of his PGA tour career. There's no question about that. He's not in the prime. Um, but now instead of being an independent contractor where you can choose what tournaments to play, if you don't, you know, we just talked about this, you are an employee of a whatever oil tycoon or whatever this main guy is, you are part of his payroll. And with that, there are things that maybe some people would think about in terms of, you know, how people are treated over there other than the real rich. Um, there's political things to think about. So it is a tough decision. But yeah, the amount of money that I'm hearing is, yeah, for, for, a, for a top 100 player, it's not going to be just come over and play for the purse. There's going to be a significant fund or a significant amount offered to, to join the team. And that's what it is. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a traveling circus. By the way, uh, Charlie Hoffman, uh, 93rd on the World Golf Ranking and 139th in the FedEx Cup standings. Yeah. Okay. Th that's a good. That's a good one. Okay. So, Merritt Merritt's top 103, 104 in the world. Is mm -hmm. Troy? I mean, would Troy ever think about taking 20 million dollars and not being able to play in the PGA Tour again? Or I mean, let's just say that's that's how it's going to be done. So you can take the money. You can go be part of this team or whatever it's called. And you're done playing the PGA Tour. Would Troy ever think about doing something like that? Well, and I think the consideration for somebody, and I'm not going to speak for Troy, uh, but a, oh, okay. the consideration for, for somebody like that would be, what if this thing only goes for a year or two? Right. And now I, and let's say, I've now I can't play the PGA Tour like you're saying, Bernie, but let's say, they say, well, you can play the PGA Tour, but now you've lost status. And all of a sudden, you're playing out of past champions, or, or do you go to the Corn Ferry? Um, you know, uh, there's going to be players that probably don't have enough. Not everybody's Hunter Mayhem last year who could play on an all-time, you know, money earnings for a year or whatever. So... I think that that's the that's the thing, and then I and I do think that some people would think, you know, do I want to do, do I want to do this? Even if tournaments are in the United States, do I want to do I want to be playing? Do I want to be on this guy's payroll? Do I want this guy writing the check? Yeah, I don't know if it's the I don't know if it's the one guy, but I wouldn't. I mean, I don't know. My whole it's just it's 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 this is like. Uh, and I think Shu referenced this the other day in, in a tweet that he had that, you resp that he responded to, like, this is like the USFL or the XFL or whatever. I mean, everybody leaves to to go to, you know, like when Herschel Walker left to, to go play in the USFL and things like that. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, money is money is what it takes to, to live and be successful. But th there's a point where, you know, what's enough? And to end this conversation about – 
Hoffman. And if, if Mickelson thinks that the PGA Tour is greedy, then, you know, go play in Saudi Arabia. I don't care. I mean, if he doesn't want to play on the PGA Tour, he doesn't want to play in the Champions Tour, whatever. I mean, I, I'm not going to – Phil Mickelson's not going to make the Saudi Arabian golf tour. Ian Poulter's not going to make it. That uh, make make them a, a, a household name. Charlie Hoffman definitely is not going to make them a household name. I don't care if he's 93rd in the world, 73rd, 135th. It doesn't matter. You need to make that tour successful. And this is just my opinion, but I think I'm right. You need a Morikawa, a Hovland, a Sam Burns, uh, a Thigala, somebody like that to drive interest. Because I don't think anybody's going to wake up on whatever day they play these tournaments. Let's just say it's the same schedule as the PGA Tour and be like, oh, my God, Phil Mickelson has a chance to win in Saudi Arabia. I just don't see it. I don't. Uh, by the way, well, uh, and they're better. Be, just, well, I yeah, just, I just want to correct the than, record here. I just want to correct yeah. the record because Bernie was throwing numbers out there. Charlie Hoffman, 93rd in the world, 139th in the FedEx Cup rankings. I just You throw yeah, some random numbers out there. I just want to get – I don't want Charlie tweeting at us. Just trying to make sure that the show is safe. So I want to get those no, accurate yeah. numbers out there. Charlie can tweet at us anytime he wants. I don't care. What do you mean, me? I don't, what do I care? All right. Hey, uh, real quick. Uh, I know we're almost done with the show. So I've lost a little bit of weight and I want to bring both of you guys into this. So I've now a, a different belt notch on my pants, but here's the problem. When I use that new belt notch, it's a little tighter, even though I can get to it now. Should I use the new belt notch or should I go to the more comfortable, same I was at before belt notch and can always be pulling my pants up? Dolby, you got to see how you got to you got to go to the new one, your new one. And if it's a little tight, that just means you got to whatever you're doing to, you know, if it's if it's eating better or exercising or whatever, you just got to just work it to where it's comfortable. That's that's my opinion. Shoe. Oh, yeah. We're team comfort here. Whatever's going to make you more comfortable is what is what you do. Team comfort. All right. After whatever, four weeks of being in a hiatus. And we're going to get better at this. I promise you, we will lose the title of the most inconsistent podcast on the pad, podcast airways. It's time for Who You Got? Sponsored by our good friends at Burrito Express, your local burrito joint. And it's the same scoreboard that we've had up there for a few weeks now. And since we've been off the air for a few weeks and none of us can remember who we picked at the beginning of the season, we have decided that it's a clean slate starting from here till the end of the year. And since you, since you have the lead, you are the first to pick this week and who you got cool. at the Genesis at Riviera. Who you taking? Cool. So, so, again, just for those of you who maybe you're joining us for the first time, who you got, we make picks every week. If we use who? a golfer, we cannot use them. This is a new rule for 2022. We cannot use them again Correct. throughout the course of the season. Uh, since I'm in first, I get to go first. Guys, I'm using a big name. I'm crossing one of those, I think, five golfers you set aside for the big events every year. I'm uh -huh. using one of them this week. Give me Dustin Johnson, a previous winner oh, here no. at the Genesis. Give me Dustin Johnson. Oh, yes. Oh, jeez. Oh, well, you got to pick next, Bernie. I got to find out who's playing. Jeez. What, your own guy's right. playing. I mean, at least you could pick your own guy if you came down to worst I, case I've scenario. I've done that before. I'm holding him. I know where I'm going to pick Troy Merritt. I got that one. It's a Listen, Dolby, it was, it's an aggressive strategy. This is Dustin Johnson is one of the guys you keep around for the four majors, but he, this guy's one year before. I, I just felt it this week. I felt it. No, that's Dolby, who I was going with. Oh, my God. Dolby, you're going to take Merritt in Minnesota? Mm-mm. 
All right, because I am. I'll just let that out there now. All right, so you took Dustin Johnson, and uh, wow, okay, that yeah, you just got, you just fired a bullet right there in the middle of uh, everybody. Um, I'm going with the kid from this week. I'm going with the gala. I'm going off the rails. I'm going to ride the high. Kids from Pepperdine. You know he's played the course before, probably many times. I'm taking Thagala this week, and who you got? And Dolby, why you're, why you, I'll give you another minute. So real quick, on my, my I'm all right. I got it right here. I'm looking. I got it. I'm uh, in a good spot. And uh, it wasn't too long ago that I was at Phoenix Country Club, and oh I was given some lessons, and I was driving my cart back, and I'm. It was a 10T start that day, so nine is right, you know, I was coming around, and nine, and I look, and I go, God, that guy looks like Bubba Watson. And I drove over, and it was Bubba Watson. So I am taking Bubba Watson, who has played well at Riviera, Bubba Watson this week. This man was going to take Dustin Johnson, couldn't take Dustin Johnson, and then had an anecdote for why he was picking Bubba Watson. That that was an incredible yes. turn of events there. Thank you. Yeah, it, it, it was unbelievable. It was like it was scripted, wasn't it? But it wasn't scripted. <laughs> All right, real quick, real quick, my bet MGM this week. Uh, I actually got involved in the playoff, and I bet Cantley, so I lost. But I had uh, I had good money this week on Brooks Kepka finishing in the uh, top ten. Uh, which made me a few dollars. And I want to make a point before we leave that going forward in any major this year, I will have money on Brooks Kepka because I don't know what it is, but it seems like there's six tournaments or five tournaments each year that he cares about. The majors, the five majors, tournament players championship that you don't consider a major, Dolby, but I do, and the Waste Management Phoenix Open. I think those are the six tournaments at the beginning of each year. He circles his calendar that's the tournament I want to win. So going forward, anybody that bets golf, bet Brooks Kepka in every major this year. I think you'll be successful. Hey, hey, Bernie, do they still? I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. Do they do the the where you play against each other? You can pick somebody to play against each. You know, like this player beats this player. Do they do that? Yeah, they they do that. And uh, I uh, had a couple of those this week. I was successful on one. Um, was unsuccessful in another, but yeah, usually how it works is like, 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 like yesterday I made a, a sizable wager on, um, on, on, let's see, who was it? Oh, on Cantley beating Scheffler during the 18 holes yesterday, they end up tying and then I was upset. So they had live odds. You can bet the playoff. So I decided I might as well just bet more money on Cantley. So mm. it was a it was a disaster, and and Cantley had a three shot lead and couldn't make an eight foot putt coming down the stretch. So, but I'll tell you what, right now, in my opinion, and you give me your opinion, I think Cantley's the best player in the world right now at this time. He doesn't show any any sign of like nothing bothers him. Like he could he could make a hole in one on sixteen at the waste management, like Sam Ryder did on Saturday, and it wouldn't phase him at all. There would be no caddy jumping up in his arms. He'd just walk over to his caddy, hand him his club, and wait there until everybody everything got cleaned up. Don't you agree? Patty Ice, man. Patty Ice. That's the deal. Uh but I was just gonna say, I guess on Saturday, if you bet against Charlie Hoffman, it was a pretty easy win. Yeah, what do you shoot? Seventy nine? I think so. So maybe he was thinking a little bit about his tweet the previous night. Maybe thinking it wasn't you, the right thing to do. And maybe he got heckled as well. Schubert, thanks. Dalby, thanks. Show 22's in the books. We're planning 
on show 23 next week. But you know what? Who knows? 23 is around the corner. <laughs> thanks, thanks for watching. This has been presented by our friends at Burrito Express. We'll see you next week, everybody.